to, to look at the attributes of God is what we're doing through this series. And we've seen that God is uh, incomprehensible, that, that he is self-existent. We have seen that he is infinite, meaning there are no limits to God. Well, today we want to look at another aspect. If you'd look in Psalm 102 and beginning at verse 25, and I will say another disclaimer. I I bought a new Bible. My other one was falling apart. And I like these smaller Bibles. And and I looked at it, and the the print was such that I could still read it. But I didn't pay real close attention to the numbers. The letters are good, but the numbers are smaller. So if if I'm saying to you, begin reading in verse 25, and you think, he's not starting in verse 25, it's not that I've lost my mind yet. It's that I bought a Bible that the numbers are too small, okay? So I think this is verse 25, all right? Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. The children of your servants will continue and their descendants will be established before you. He says that he created the world, he stretched the heavens out, and he says they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak you will change them, and they will be changed, but you are the same. I'm sure there are many of us here today that have had favorite articles of clothing. And we wear them and they get old. And to a lot of guys, it's their work coat and it, or their hunting coat and it wears out and they're, they're bringing it to their wife. Can you patch this up? Can you put a new zipper in this? And, and, and honestly, they they bring it at times to a tailor, and and they say, "Can can you put a new zipper in this?" And they're thinking, "This coat is I don't I don't know if it can even hold a zipper still." But they they love that coat, for example. But everything we have grows old. I mean, you might, you might have something that, um, some piece of furniture or, or a vehicle or something. Everything grows old and everything changes. I don't know how many of you have, have ever, uh, ever gone back to your childhood home and neighborhood and you'd been away for many years, and you went back. How many of you have had that experience, all right? And in most cases, it was disappointing, am I right? 
Number one, you remember that yard is huge, and you think, that's all the bigger that was? Well, you remember, you were four years old then, you know what I mean? But things changed. The the house that your your friend lived in is flattened and gone. Maybe the place you grew up in, they've destroyed it, and and it's no longer there. And And we live in a world that is always changing. I mean, you can see that over and over again in in everything from from history, um, from what is accepted in our culture today to ten years ago that wasn't. Things are always changing, and as people say, not always for the better. But we live in a world that is always changing. I understand. I mean, we live in southern Iowa, and there's things changing. Businesses come in, and businesses go out, and and there's more potholes in the road today than there was last week, right? And and everything is always changing, and as people, we are changing. You've had the experience that you haven't seen someone for a number of years. And and you see them, and if it's a child, um, then we often say, man, have you grown? You, you're growing like a bad weed. I, I can remember growing up, my grandparents lived in Washington and Oregon, and, and we'd see them once every three years. And every time we'd go out there, oh my, how you've grown. And I wanted to think, duh, three years was I supposed to say the same? But in their mind, they still remembered how we were before. And to kids, we will say, my, I bet you grew a foot in the last year. You know what I'm saying? To adults, in our mind, we say, Man, you have really aged. I don't know if I'd recognize you on the street. Thankfully, most of us don't don't say what we're thinking. And just remember, when you're thinking that, they're thinking the same thing about you, too, okay? Why? Because we, as people, are always changing not just in the way we look either. We are changing in the way we think. Um, our, our viewpoint about certain things, and in some ways that is excellent because we've needed to change our attitude about things. And, and we've needed to develop and grow. And, and that is a, that is a, a good thing. Life changes. I mean, all of a sudden, you get a, a doctor's report that was totally unexpected. Or there's an accident that changes everything. And and life is continually, some of you this last year, you look back and the changes that have come into your life, some by your own choice, some entirely not your choice at all and yet it's it's realizing that 
The world we live in is always changing. We as individuals are always changing. But God alone is never changing. And sometimes this is hard for us to wrap our minds around. And I'll mention some scriptures, and you can go look them up. But in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, he says, I am the Lord, I change not. I mean, you can't get it any more plain than that. So we're looking at this truth. God never changes. Um, Some you'll read it as the immutability of God, which is a, not that big a word, but it's a word that means he's unchanging. We read in Psalm 102 that the heavens grow old. He folds them up like a garment. But he is the Lord, and he changes not. In, in James chapter 1 and verse 17, it says that every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above, with whom is no variableness. He doesn't change. There, there's no, no even hint of his changing. There is no variableness. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, really it's uh, quoting Psalm 102 that we read earlier, that they perish, but you remain, because you are the same. And then one other that I want to mention, Hebrews 13, 8, that probably is one of the most familiar Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Literally, what these mean is that God is, he's fixed, not in the sense of repaired. He is unalterable. He is unchangeable. In, in the secular Greek, the word that is used that we're looking at here is applied in the context of wills and contracts. That this, this is established, it is fixed, it, there is no change in it, and, um, that's it. God is not subject to change through time or circumstance. We're very familiar. Time changes all of us. It affects all of us. And, and we have, we have the sentence of death within every one of us. And we'll get to the sentence of life in just a moment. But God has no end, as we mentioned last week, and He does not change. He is invariable in His nature. And his character. He changes not in his character. He changes not in his will. He changes not in his purpose. He changes not in his aim. God does not have plan B. We sometimes say, Adam and Eve sinned, so God came up with plan B. No, it was plan A all the way along. 
God has one plan. And, and he is unchangeable in this. And no change is possible with God because change means you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Many of you can remember that it, it used to be a big thing. I don't think it is anymore. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I can remember growing up, it used to be a big thing in the fall. The automakers would come out with their next year's model cars, the, the unveiling of the cars. And, and of course, it was always a new and improved car. They never came out and said, Last year, we made the perfect car. There's nothing we can do to improve it. And so we're just running that thing off the assembly line. You see, that's why God is unchangeable. Because he is perfect. He can't get better. And if he changed, he'd have to get worse. And he's perfect. So... This aspect that, that he is unchangeable. He can't increase and he can't decrease. You know, every, every few months they come out with a new phone. What are they at now? The iPhone 11? I don't know what they're at. But every phone company, we got the new phone, latest, best camera. Man, it can take better pictures than than anything, and all, all these things, new. Jesus Christ is unchangeable because he's perfect. And that ought to, that ought to provide some encouragement to us. And, and the stability that he alone has. He can't get better, he can't get worse, and, and that's, throughout scripture you will read, he is the rock of my salvation. And they use that to convey a fact that God is unmovable. You're, you're not going to change him. And, and he's not affected by anything that goes on in the world in the sense that it's going to change him. He's not going to say, Oh man, I, I didn't, I didn't think of that. And, and so we're going to have to make some changes here. What God is in and of himself is completely against our nature. And because we are changeable. And we as people often let others down because we prove to be fickle, we prove to be changeable. God never lets us down. So I want to, I want to make some application of this. God's unchangeableness. How does this fit? Okay, God never changes. How should it affect my life? Number one, it guarantees salvation. By that, I don't mean that it guarantees salvation for all people. By this, I mean, Jesus Christ said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And whoever turns from their sin 
and calls upon Jesus Christ will be saved and he is not going to come out with salvation 2.0. I forgot. You need to do this. It guarantees the, the fact and the hope of my salvation is in a God that never changes. And if so, and so if God says, this is how your sins are forgiven, and this is how you are guaranteed a home in heaven, then once you receive Christ as Savior, you have everlasting life. And that is the security of the believer. Our salvation rests in the unchanging character of God, not in the changing character of me keeping myself saved. So thank God that I have trusted Christ for the forgiveness of my sins, I am guaranteed to be a child of his. I'm guaranteed of forgiveness, and I can rest in that fact. John 6, 37, he said, Jesus says, Him that cometh to me, those that the Father giveth me will come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. So, because God is unchanging, I can rest in the fact and guaranteed the fact of salvation. Number two, it, it provides great, great comfort in our life. Man cannot be relied upon. I mean, you may, you may have someone in your life that is of utmost character and, and a person of their word. But you can't totally rely on them for this reason. They may drop dead of a heart attack today. They promised you that tomorrow they were going to come and rebuild your engine or whatever. We can, because man changes, we can't have we can't have the assurance. And we oftentimes are inclined to grieve about everything around us that changes. There is a comfort in coming back to know that God never changes. We've all experienced situations. We've all experienced friendships where where things change drastically and maybe the friendship didn't continue and you never have to worry about God changing in such a manner that will end the relationship there is great comfort uh, God can't change but we can let me just mention a little sideline of that is this. God can't change, but we can. Some people say, I, I'm just an angry person. I can't change it. No, you are changeable. And God can change you and I. See, we can 
improve. God can't improve. So there's a comfort to know God is unchanging and he is at work in my life to change me. To be more like him. So, knowing God is unchangeable provides comfort. It gives confidence. We can be certain of the promises of God. God's word is unchangeable. And so when God promises, and one of the promises we've already touched on is the promise of salvation. That's just one of many promises. But we can have great confidence. It's, it's not, I'm stepping out on faith and, and I hope it's strong enough. I hope the ice is thick enough to hold me. No. God promised this. He never changes. See, every year, <clears throat> coming into this time of year, there are people that have driven snowmobiles or gators or walked out on, on ponds or lakes and they've been doing it for several weeks and they go out again and all of a sudden it's changed. It didn't look like it on the surface, but the ice became thin and they fall in. Every year it happens. You don't have to worry about God's promises that it's going to change. It is the only thing we can depend on. You can't depend on yourself. You can't depend on others. You can't depend on the government. That's clearly evident. The only thing, and it ought to give us great confidence, and it ought to drive us to the Word to say, God, I need to know your Word, and I am resting in your promises. You are the great promiser, and you are the one that never changes, and that will build us with confidence. This is what God said, and he's not going to change. Remember when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, the angel said, He is risen as He said. The promises of God are irrevocable. They're unchangeable. It means God is faithful always to His promises and to the principles of His Word. So that should give us confidence and that strengthens our faith. You step out, you obey God in this area, and you see, wow, this is dependable. And God never changes. So I can trust him in this area, in this area, and in every area. We can completely trust God. Why? He's, He's unchangeable. We... We build much of our life around the change we live in, especially here in Iowa. The weather, it's always changing, always changing. It's nice to have the confidence in God that never changes, and it strengthens our faith, and it produces peace. The psalmist said in Psalm 4 and verse 8, I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell safely. You are the same. We used to, we used to sing 
to our kids when we put them to bed. Everything's all right in my father's house. In my father's house. In my father's house. Everything's all right in my father's house. There is joy, joy, joy. See, it's not this father's house that everything is all right. It's his house. And it's not going to change. It's not like every night we had to go check. Is everything all right in heaven? Okay, okay, we can go sing this to our kids. No, he's unchangeable. There's never a catastrophe in heaven. In God's house, everything is all right, and that is not going to change. And that ought to give us peace. That's our eternal destiny. That's our eternal home. Will things ever be all right here? Nope. It's never going to be all perfect. But we can have peace here because of the great comfort and great consolation that in the midst of our adversities, Martin Luther said, The comfort of the Christian is that in the midst of their adversities is knowing that God lies not, but does all things unchangeably, and that his will cannot be resisted, changed, or hindered. I mean, so you look at this. His unchanging Nature guarantees our salvation, provides our comfort, gives confidence, strengthens our faith, and produces peace. And it ought to make us rejoice. And God, as a result of his unchanging love, deserves our love, our loyalty, our devotion, and our service. Wow, God, the only thing in my life that doesn't change is you. I am going to build my life around you. You build your life around anything else, and it will change and be gone. You build your life around God. He is unchanging. He is the rock. He is perfect in his love. He can't love you better, and he won't love you worse because he is unchanging. So God deserves our committed love, our loyalty, our devotion, and our service. It ought to then, and we didn't put it up here, but it ought to produce in us a genuine praise. God, thank you that you are unchanging. See, every one of us, there comes a point In time in your life, no matter what you do, there comes a point in time in your life where you start getting weaker. I read a number of years ago that to a professional athlete, 29 years old is the peak. I don't know if that's still the same. But somewhere along the line, you started going downhill. You you started changing. I mean, we were, we were always changing, but we started changing for the worse. And, and in realizing that, I, I 
I try to exercise regularly. And I've found over the years that, that when I'm exercising, I am not able to do what I used to do. And I could go, oh, that makes me, I'm going to take some of this and I'm going to do this. And know what it makes me do? It makes me realize my days are numbered. And I am glad my faith is in a God that never is getting weaker. You know what? God's giving us messages over and over again. Saying, look how you've changed. And he's saying, I never change. Will you come to me? Look how this person's changed, and it may be for the worse. And God says, I never change. And our heart ought to respond with, thank you, Lord. And our heart ought to respond with, I am coming to you and I am committed to you. And if you're here today and you have never trusted Christ for the forgiveness of sin, so you don't have a guarantee of salvation, before you leave, mention that. To one of us, Andrew will be at that door and I'll be at this door. You mention that to us and we'd love to set up a time to get with you and show you from the Bible how you can rest in God's unchanging forgiveness. I'm going to ask Jason if he's going to come. I think um, one of the songs is 